Wednesday to everybody. This is the PHLY Phillies podcast. Shout out. Looks like maybe Mickey Durkin, the first one in the Mickey chat. Commenting. Uh, but we got Chris in there and Dave P. We appreciate all you guys. Smash that like button while you're in here. A lot to get into today. Uh, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli, uh, myself, Jamie Lynch. I put out a quick reaction video last night of some of my favorite Reese Hoskins memories. We'll get into some of those. Uh, but Reese Hoskins obviously has moved on. Uh, the Hall of Fame class was announced. Uh, the Phillies actually did something. Whoop, whoop. Wasn't incredibly exciting. No, uh, no. We have a guest today. We have a down on the farm report. We have a guest that swing. Uh, we have a lot to get to, and chances are um, the odds of us keeping it within that hour are, are slim, <laughs> uh, but we'll do our best. Uh, so shout out to Jim and Spiral Out and Matt Deckard and everybody in the chat. Who is that? I can't read. Lisette Le- Morales. Le- Welcome, Lisette. Lisette. I Welcome in. I knew. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bright lights and my failing eyes yeah, um, is, a, is a tough combination sometimes. Uh, but John, our own John Foley uh, wrote a piece last night about Reese Hoskins. You should mm-hmm. check that out on allphly.com. I see Jim saying that the the piece was very, it was a very fitting article for Yeah, Reese. John did a really it was nice very job. Nice piece. Yeah. I, I saw it right before I went to bed around midnight. It came out. Uh, so good, good hustle there by John getting that out. Um, yeah, Reese Hoskins signs a two-year deal with the Milwaukee Brewers for $34 million. There is a one-year opt-out, which a lot of people discussed uh, as a possibility with him, kind of because it gives him that option to bet on himself. Mm-hmm. And $17 million a year is pretty nice coming off an injury. But if he exceeds expectations, he should be theoretically able to go out there and get more than $17 million. Uh, but the DH market is an odd one. You know, you still have guys like J.D. Martinez out there who's probably better than Reese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Reese gets reunited with Matt Klintak uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, you know, it's it stings a little bit because Reese was so <clears throat> likable. He was that emotional leader in the clubhouse. Connected with the city really well. Did some awesome work uh, with the Muscular Dystrophy Foundation. Yeah. Uh, which was near and dear to him and his wife's heart. Um, so he will be missed. Mm-hmm. But Renee, it's I think it's impossible to rule out a possible return here down the line. Um, in a year or two, you know, Kyle Schwarber's got two years left. Maybe Reese does two years in Milwaukee. Who knows? Reese could be the DH of the Phillies in two years. Uh, maybe yeah. even back in a year. Listen, first things first, I want to say uh, on this Wednesday, as we just – Go into the next 100. Today marks 101 episodes for us. It, this is how we're starting the next 100 episodes of PHY Phillies podcast. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I love the fact that we've got absolutely hammered listening on the radio. Please drive safely while you're in traffic. Um, Lisa, you know, Lisette, Dave, everyone, Mickey, spiral out, tuned in, joining the conversation already because it's exciting that we have some things to talk about. It's it's not the most um, thrilling, but we also didn't expect anything major. Now well, we we've been on Reese watch, yeah, and for Reese specifically, 
We've been on Reese Watch. Uh, of course, with Reese Hoskins, the news being official, I think the first thing that I thought jumped out at me was, where the heck did Milwaukee come from? Because we've been hearing a lot about the Cubs and the Giants, and the Brewers just snuck on in there, slid in those, uh, slid on in that conversation quietly, and we hadn't really heard much. And I actually found myself kind of looking like, Maybe we missed something. Where was Milwaukee mentioned? So out of left field, the Brewers come in, make a move uh, for Milwaukee sports fans in general. A wild 24 hours that they had yesterday between the the Bucks Doc firing and, and hiring of Doc Rivers, and then so you're getting Philly, Philly all the way through. You're getting former Sixers head coach Doc Rivers and former first baseman Reese Hoskins. So here we go. Um, but also for, you know, Milwaukee in general, you're getting such a great guy as you talk about his work on and off the field, how he's been able to connect with the city. Obviously everybody fondly remembers the bat spike NLDS last and in, in last postseason in 2022. But for Reese, it was so much more than that. He was, he's always been that clubhouse guy. He's always been the guy that you can rely on to say the right things, do the right things. And even I know from a media perspective, not everybody's excited to see you. Not every player for any for any team, for that matter, is always excited to see you. And, and that's not Reese Hoskins. He's always been that same consistent uh, personality that's welcoming and kind. And then, of course, able to smash balls, which for the Brewers will be a huge addition for them. And that's great. You know, you're getting a good guy on and off the field, but also a guy that's going to be able to help. I mean, any, everything from being fourth in NL Rookie of the Year voting in 2017 to hitting 246, 332, 462 with 30 home runs in the 2022 run in the World Series. You know, Reese Hoskins is such a, a great staple. And as you mentioned, anything's possible for the future. So I like the opt-out in that contract. Uh, but for now, to see him in Miller Park with Milwaukee is going to be weird. But um, I'm, I'm excited for this next chapter for Reese. Just yeah. not too excited when they play the Phillies. He'll, uh, he'll be returning to Philadelphia the first week in June. Yes. Um, and, you know, one of the, that's going to become probably a, a quasi-hot ticket. I know Absolutely Hammered uh, yeah. in here says he's devastated. He's in mourning. Uh, we'll <laughs> see if he can drag himself to that Milwaukee series. Uh, it is going to be weird to hear Dan Baker give a uh, now yeah. betting for the Brewers. Reese Hoskins. Man. And it's just going to sound gross and weird. Uh, but uh, I just saw this tweet from Matt Adelphia on Twitter. The longest tenured active Phillies now. Obviously, Aaron mm. Nola is number one. He is also the only player remaining who is teammates with Chase Utley, yeah. <laughs> which wow. is weird. That is um, very weird. Sir Anthony Dominguez is now your second longest tenured Philly, followed by Ranger Suarez, JT Real Muto, and Bryce Harper at number five, which is crazy to think about because it wasn't that long ago that Bryce Harper yeah. in 2019 <laughs> issued in this new era of Phillies baseball and on opening day against those stinking Braves. And part of the, you know, I've seen some comments on Twitter like, oh, average baseball player, good riddance. You know, everybody's got to be Tommy Tough Nuts when it comes to making a comment. Uh, but one thing you can say about Reese Hoskins is of the guys in the Phillies lineup, he was one of the ones I felt most comfortable with at bat with something big on the mm. line. Uh, in 2019, the Braves on opening day here at Citizens Bank Park yep. walk Bryce Harper with a big middle finger to Reese Hoskins, and they say, hey, we'll just deal with you instead of Bryce. And what does Reese do? He issues in the new era of Bryce, uh, Bryce Ball and hits a grand <laughs> slam on opening day. Yeah. And it was just kind of like... Wow, there's excitement back in Citizens mm -hmm. Bank Park. Not only is Bryce here, but like this is this is a new team. This is a new era. 
uh, they're going to be good and they're going to go for it. So, you know, we, we, yeah. we wish them the best. And I think that's exactly why to MBDBDBF's question about when did Reese Hoskins become Derek Jeter? People in the town are <laughs> acting like this is a funeral. It's because that It was a era, bad decade of Phillies baseball. Was, and, he was and always Reese, Hod- Reese Hoskins was one of those p- players that helped with the turning point of Phillies baseball. And now, to me, I think this is a time of, yes, we're going to be sad that Reese is no longer with the Phillies, but also it feels like we're turning the page into a new chapter of Phillies baseball. Okay, last two seasons, World Series run, NLCS run, falling short, excited to get back in the playoffs, especially looking at how they got back into the playoffs in uh, that incredible run to the World Series. That was like, oh, we're back. And then this feels like this whole change, which is why we've been wanting more this offseason from the Phillies, feels like we're now hopefully taking that next step for the Phillies. Uh, We're going to see them take that next step in terms of, you know, just – every aspect and, and maybe a deep run as well. So I think to me, that's what makes it the most sad. It's kind of like you have to sometimes close a window to open a door. And I think this is what's happening here. It, it was time to move on from Reese Hoskins with obviously Bryce being everyday first baseman and, you know, time to move forward. So it's sad news, but it's like a bittersweet moment that, okay, we've now have an everyday first baseman. That's number two, according to major league baseball's current rankings. Um, in Bryce Harper, and we're, it's a change of the tide for the Phillies. Yeah, um, you know, look, he was an 11 war player during his six years here. Uh, I think he ended. I read it last night uh, when I did the reaction video. I think it was 148 home runs, mm-hmm. 405 RBIs, and an 845 OPS in his six years here. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't <laughs> like Willie Mays or Derek Jeter, MBD, but. <laughs> But he was a guy, and we always connect with these guys mm-hmm. that connect with the city, that just flat yeah. out get it. And him and his wife got it. You know, they lived in Fishtown. They were a part of the city. And I, and I do think that stuff goes a long way uh, in likability for a player. Like, if you live across the bridge in Haddonfield or out on the main line, like, oh, yeah. sure, like, that's cool. You can do whatever you want. But when you live in the city and you, like, kind of connect with the heartbeat of the city, like, mm-hmm. that goes a long way. And, and Reese was that. And from the clubhouse standpoint, you you mentioned it earlier, like guys don't want to talk to the media at all. They don't really like <laughs> like the media. Baseball player, from my experience of being in the four locker rooms, the worst athletes are the worst to ones to deal with because like part of me gets it because you have such a long season and it's 162 games Ugh. plus spring training. You have microphones in your face almost every single day. So you're mm-hmm. talking about like a half a year uh, to 200 days. If you go into the postseason and spring training, you're talking about like 230, 40 days mm-hmm. where media is around you in your lock. I always, I think the locker room thing's a little weird. It's to be extremely honest. weird. Yeah. Like just have like a media room where like yeah, some people are like obligated. Step into the media I don't room. need to see Wes Helms is, you know, you know, but that's junk not- when I was back in the locker room in 2007. Like, I know. Cause some guys take it and run with it and make and, it uncomfortable. And that's their on opportunity to, oh, yeah. Oh, so, trust me. So anyway, yeah, that could be a whole other hour conversation. <laughs> so anyway, Reese was the one that would always be accountable, <laughs> always talk mm-hmm. to the media. So maybe some other guys that really hated hello. it. Yeah. You know. that didn't have to do it. So like that stuff goes a long way in the locker room. Last year, you saw Schwarber kind of take on that role mm-hmm. with Reese being out. Uh, but Nick Castellanos, I mean, to talk about his importance in the locker room, Nick Castellanos said he was fighting back tears when he tore his knee. Um, well, I was going to you know, say like, like I, his presence meant a lot to that clubhouse. So I think the other key piece, and I know Jen, you're talking about how it felt like Reese helped usher in the era of superstars 
Yeah, I mean, after some awful years, Reese from 2018 to 2022, and I, I came across this stat and was like, oh, yeah, that was that you you take for granted. 2018 to 2022 averaged 34 home runs per per season. Um, his numbers in that stretch, 241, 350, 483 slash line. Um, he really helped usher in not only the superstar component, but also being the down-to-earth superstar. And then when he went down in spring training, that was the moment that had everybody emotional. So to be honest, I feel like what makes this even sadder is we didn't get a chance to have a final season with Reese. The final the time final we saw him in a Phillies uniform was the first pitch. Exactly. And yeah. so that makes it even worse, in my opinion, because had we had some closure of this is the final season, it's time to move on, maybe there was a drop-off in his performance, maybe whatever, we literally saw his, his role get taken because of injury and then Bryce stepping up as a superstar athlete he is and locking down first base. So between the ACL tear and Bryce Harper being phenomenal at first base, it forced our hand. This wasn't something that it was like, all right, you know what? It's time to move on from Reese. So I think M that's MBD what makes is, it a little bit. Is really the Reese Grinch here. There's been a, I've seen a number of people on says, social can media. Can you just move on, please? <laughs> I've seen a number Jeez. of people with mixed uh, responses to the news. Some, some similar to MBD, BDBS saying like, why are we dwelling on this but i think it's because we saw him he was again, the second longest tenured philly he's 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 30 years old he's still in a great spot in his baseball career he goes down with an acl and now here we are a year later talking about him with the brewers so it's like a whole shift from that 2022 postseason of us an iconic reese moment to now he's not even here with the phillies nobody expected that yeah i think my favorite reese memory outside the obvious ones opening great grand slam and the bat spike uh, was when uh, the Mets threw at him twice, high and inside, <laughs> and then he jacked one into left field and took 37 seconds to to round the bases. It was a great baseball middle finger to the Mets and a great way to ingratiate yourself into Phillies fans' hearts is to uh, basically say, F the Mets. Uh, mm -hmm. So Reese did that. Now, John Foley, because we're doing our Down on the Farm report today on a Marion Boyd, and John Foley actually pulled up, I thought this was funny to go back and read it, Reese Hoskins prospect report in 2016. In 2016, Reese was the number 23 prospect mm. uh, in the Phillies farm system. So it goes to show you like how much these prospect rankings fluctuate and change. And nobody knows anything. Uh, baseball might be the hardest one of all of them uh, to project. But here's what Baseball America said about Reese Hoskins back in 2015. Minor league first baseman know the drill. If they want to advance, they must hit and hit a ton. Hoskins, a fourth-round pick from Sacramento State in 2014, mm -hmm. did just that in his first full season. His slash line was 319, 395, 518, with 17 home runs and 90 RBIs in 135 games at low A Lakewood and high A Clearwater. He ranked inside the top 20 among all season minor league batters with 59 extra base hits and a 913 OPS. The Phillies credit Hoskins' success in part to an approach at the plate and a leg kick he added before the season. He still has a long way to go defensively at first base. Scouts see poor range, bad hands, and slow twitch athleticism with stiff body and actions, all of which hinders his playability in the field. He's a below average runner as well, but he has a long track record of hitting now that includes a star turn in the 2013 Cape Cod League after a solid second half at Clearwater, Hoskins will head to double-A Reading in the 2016s. If that scouting report didn't fucking nail it on the head 
uh, then I don't know what scouting report did because Reese was always destined to be a DH. Mm -hmm. uh, now he finds himself in this weird DH marketplace. Uh, but yes, he was pretty much unplayable um, in the field. He was always meant for a DH. So the DH coming to the National League uh, really gave Reese Hoskins' career probably more life. It did. It did. And honestly, it just is a reminder that sometimes we are correct about prospects and sometimes uh, not so much, but in this case, spot on with Reese Hoskins. Yeah, that's, that was <laughs> spot on. It's kind of weird. It's like looking now in the future as you look back, it's like, wow, we watched all of that play out, actually. And that's exactly what Reese's yeah. career has been. One of the worst left fielders <laughs> I've ever seen at a Major League Baseball level. And he was forced there because of injuries. Yeah, but like, but still I would take bad. Kyle Schwarber over Reese Hoskins in left. <laughs> so I was going to ask you if you it, like, <laughs> like gun to your head, you got to pick one of them. Who you okay, take? Kyle no Schwarber. hesitation. <laughs> I, I, see, I disagree. Do it's you? Bad. Do I you mean, remember how bad? It oh, was? it was bad. <laughs> it was <laughs> really bad. I'll take uh, neither for five hundred, please. Man, between Burrow, <laughs> Reese Hoskins, yeah. Schwarber, our defensive. I think the left. best defensive left fielder the Phillies have had was Vince Velasquez. Oh. You're probably not wrong. Uh, but it'll be Gosh. a breath of fresh air, at least defensively, with Brandon Marsh in there uh, this year. But, yes, uh, see you, Reese. We'll see you the first week yes. of June here at Citizens Bank Park, uh, right before the Phillies get ready to head over to London with the Mets. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be fun. It'll be a it good time. Be. And, uh, of course, now, it reminds us that we are um, – it was a year ago that we were at this point of Reese Hoskins tearing his ACL because we're just 20 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting – of course, they officially start training February 14th, and we are 64 days away from the start of the season. Opening day, March 28th versus the Braves will be here before we know it. And you know what else happens a lot quicker than you might realize? Buying a house and the process. And over at Mortgage CS, which stands for Mortgage Concierge Service, they do a great job as a white glove service to provide you with support that you need as you are looking to plan for your family and for your future. So it's hard trying to buy a house. It's a very difficult process. There's a lot of steps and there's no playbook for it, but there is support for it. And over at Mortgage CS, they are an independent mortgage broker based right here in Philadelphia. They do a great job of giving you guys the access, the availability, where you can reach out to them 24-7. They help educate you and empower you. They're giving you all the insight that you need. And they really try to alleviate the stress of the process of buying a house. So they want to make sure they're also helping their clients get ultra competitive rates as well as being able to provide them with exceptional customer service. And over at Mortgage CS, not only do they do a good job helping you with the house buying process, but also just connecting with you personally. They want you to reach out to them. If you're upset about Reese, or maybe not upset about Reese, for those of you, MBDBDF, looking at you, that are not as upset, it doesn't matter. You can reach out to Ben and Alec at any time. Maybe you want to buy Reese's place. About it. Maybe, maybe you Ben are and Alec can get you yeah. in Reese's house. Maybe you feel like moving in, 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 into a new house, and now you want to buy Reese's house. Who yeah. knows? So when you hear the word mortgage, we want you to think of mortgage CS. And think of Ben, ben and Alec. So you can save Ben's number, which is right on your screen for those of you that are watching live or for podcast listeners, I'll read it off for you. 267-391-7425. Reach out any time of day, morning, afternoon, or night. You can also email ben at mortgagecs.com. Again, that's ben at mortgagecs.com. And any time of day, ask a question, have a conversation. You feel like chatting with a friend, Ben and Alec are those guys for you. So again, when you hear the word mortgage, think of Ben and Alec, think of Mortgage CS. And you can check out more information at mortgagecs.com slash P-H-O-Y to get started today. And this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS, 
SID number 1464766. You can visit MortgageCS.com for more information. Yeah, and when Alec and Ben take care of you, explain the situation to you and end up saving you some money, maybe with that extra cash, you find yourself with an itch to buy a new, I don't know, box of cards, a new hat, hoodie, or T-shirt. I would recommend you take those savings over to Wheelhouse Cards. They have two great locations in Wayne and Westchester, and they are our go-to sports car gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is a simple one, um, cards and community, because a love of sports unites us all. Uh, they carry all of your favorite card brands like Top Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football. And if you've fallen out of the card game like I have, uh, but you still have a love for it deep in your soul. These new cards these days are are awesome. So go check out some of the stuff Wheelhouse has. They also have a ton of gear like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, uh, and so much more from brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every single month. So stop into either of those stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use that code PHLY or just tell them PHLY sent you and you'll get $10 off a purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right, we have a lot to get to. Kylie Sullenberger is going to be joining us in a little bit. Um, just to t- We'll touch on it more with Kylie, but the Phillies did make a move yesterday. Uh I'm hardly excited about it. I, I think the dude kind of sucks, but we'll find out. Um, the The big news last night, which led me down the rabbit hole of watching Ken Burns baseball, which then kept me up to uh, be awake for the Reese Hoskins news, um, was the Hall of Fame class announcement yesterday. Now, the three guys that get in, Adrian Beltre, obvious. We all knew that one was coming. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tyler and I talked about this yesterday, Renee. I think you can make a case that Adrian Beltre is somehow one of the most underrated baseball players ever. Um, Mm. Like just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, Todd Helton, our friends at DNVR, I know we're very happy to get Todd Helton in the hall. Uh, And then Joe Maurer makes the hall. Uh, We'll get into all the percentages of what the Phillies did, but I'm going to steal a couple fun facts about those three from the great Jason Stark and his piece on The Athletic uh, because Jason is uh, he's one of the best out there. And he actually just got elected to the National Sports Writer and Sportscaster Hall of Fame. This guy just, you know, joins Hall of Fames left and right. So in regards to Adrian Beltre, now, Tyler, are you sitting down? Do you have some cold water? Because these baseball facts are, are uh, <laughs> they get a little hot. Okay. I got, right. um, you got a cigarette ready? Computer wipes <laughs> and... Uh, WD-40. All right. So I'm going to get Tyler a Oh, cigarette. and hand sanitizer. We're good. <laughs> what? All right. So Adrian Beltre. I don't Bel- ask me what's around me. That's what's around me. Adrian Beltre joins. <laughs> I got a tape measure, too. He joins the 3,000-hit <laughs> five-gold glove club. <laughs> and these are the people he shares that honor with. Willie Mays, Roberto Clemente, Derek Jeter, Tony Gwynn. Insane. Ichiro Suzuki, who's on the ballot next year. And should be a hundred percent unanimous entry, but he probably won't because some some dick writer will probably not vote for him. Carl Yastrzemski, Al Kaline, Dave Winfield, and Adrian Beltre are the only members to join the three thousand hit five gold glove club. The only two infielders in that list, 
Adrian Beltre and Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. Yeah, and with that, Adrian Beltre also became one of just five Dominican-born players that were uh, elected into the Hall of Fame. And this group is phenomenal. You've got Juan Marcos, Is Manny Dominican? Pedro Martinez, oh, David Ortiz, and Vladimir Guerrero. Guerrero. Vlad. Vlad is so, uh, awesome. No batting of- gloves. Lots of and Ortiz honors there. took steroids. Like this is like the problem with the Hall of Fame being so hypocritical. And like Gary Sheffield's not in, but David Ortiz is. Like <sighs> what? It, what is the line? What is the yeah. mark of demarcation? It's so stupid. Um, now this is from Jason Stark in regards to Todd Helton. I had a couple mm-hmm. text conversations yesterday with friends when my one buddy was like, "Dude, Todd Helton is not a Hall of Famer," <laughs> and I was like. I agree that he's like right on the doorstep of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Hall of Very Good and, and the Hall of Fame. Uh, but Jason Stark did vote for him. Uh, and this is what he had to say about Todd Helton making the Hall. He said, as I wrote in November, Helton spent 17 seasons in Colorado compiling a slash line of 316, 414, 539, and 953. Now here comes the complete rundown of all the hitters whose careers began since 1930 who can beat that. Ted Williams, Stan Musial. That's it. Hmm. And the thing about Todd Helton was his, you know, a lot of people say, well, he played in Colorado, you know, the thin air. His splits away from Colorado were almost as good. Uh, So I think that kind of put put him over the top there. Yeah. Uh, Jason says toss in those three gold gloves. His back-to-back seasons with 100 extra base hits, five all-star appearances, and the face of the franchise bonus points, uh, this man could have been a Hall of Famer on the first ballot. Yeah, and and that's a, the other part of it that I actually felt for with guys like Helton that, you know, you're waiting year after year. He was 11 votes shy last year. Yeah. Um, gets in, did his, his iconic fist pump. The one that many fans will remember that are uh, Colorado fans from September of t- 2007, and he actually was even saying like, "I really did. I didn't think the phone was gonna ring. I didn't expect it to ring." So his sixth year on the ballot, and Helton finally gets in. So although there might be some question around whether or not he should get in, which I always just think it's weird if you're not in the first time and you're not in the second well, time, the third, process. the fourth, the fifth time that you get in the sixth time, but. Nevertheless, it was an it was a nice video even of watching him get in. Yeah, and then Joe Maurer, the hometown kid from St. Paul, um, you know, arguably is one of the better number one overall picks of all time. Him and Chipper Jones uh, probably lay stake to that claim. Mm, um, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Jr. He's one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, just, yeah, no, just I wasn't saying they were the only two, but yeah, so the- they're actually the only three number one overall picks to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Those, those three. Okay. Yeah. It was it was just Griffey for a really long time. Yeah. I Chipper, was, Chipper got in, and now Mowers third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's what Jason Stark had to say about Joe Mowers' case. As the best catcher period of his generation, here's where Mauer ranked in WAR in his ten seasons as the team's primary catcher versus every other catcher who was active in all ten of those seasons. It wasn't even close. Joe Mauer posted a 44.6 WAR. The next closest was Victor Martinez, who posted 28.1, followed by Yadier Molina at 27.6, and Jorge Posada at 20 even. Uh, so, Joe Maurer, when you're the best player uh, of your position of a generation, you're 
probably going to get in, and that's kind of what pushed Joe Maurer over the top there. And Joe Maurer, just a third catcher to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, it's, he's among an elite group, of course, also in the first year of eligibility. So that was awesome to see. It's something else awesome to see going back to Todd that I know was mentioned in the chat, and I looked at it yesterday. I was like, huh? The story of Todd Helton and Peyton Manning because they were teammates at on the Tennessee football yeah. team. Yes, and Peyton was the narrator and helped – make the video to congratulate him on social media media and Peyton Manning was Todd's backup quarterback. Um, yeah, I knew that actually. It's so, I mean, I just love the way that sports work because there's a lot of talented athletes that could have gone into a different sport or, or pursued a different sport at a professional level. Uh, so that was a neat one to see for, for Todd Helton. But as we talked about, there were, names that were not on the list that were very controversial. I know there's been a breakdown of yeah, Billy the Wagner voting. Got screwed. Uh, Billy Wagner, definitely one of the, the, the main one. Um, and Gary Sheffield uh, got screwed too. I think those are the two big screw jobs. Chase Utley's going to get in. We'll, we'll, you know, Jimmy Rollins, probably not Bobby Abreu. Those hopes and dreams are over. Um, yeah, but I think Sheffield and Wagner are the two that five like, votes for Wagner, five votes. Um, you know, that's, it's, it's insane that he's fell five votes short. But as you mentioned, we did see Rollins, his numbers increased from 9.4% to, uh, 14.8%. So yeah, he's, he's moving gonna, up. He's not going to, that's make not it. a big move up though, guys. And it's not encouraging at all. Um, cause next but the year way you that have the CC and works, Ichiro who are going to be yeah. close to unanimous. So like. It, it, you know, it all kind of like a big part of making the Hall of Fame is like, how good is your class that you're right? Right. And like, how good are the classes behind you? Because mm -hmm. each row is going to eat up, you know, potential Rollins votes and, and CC Sabathia next year. So like part of it is the class you're a part of. Right. Well, Chase Utley ended up with 28.8% of the votes. Um, it's kind of wild when you see the breakdown of, and I, I just lost the tab for it, but you see the breakdown of how many votes each guy had and how close they were and how far some of them were, because as you mentioned, it doesn't get easier. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to be on it next year. And I'll just, my numbers will magically move up depending on who else is coming behind you. So very interesting. We finally got our trio. We finally got our trio. All right. So Tyler's note on our screen here says two active players drafted number one overall will likely go into the Hall of Fame. Now, there's obviously a caveat to this. You Bryce, could say, Bryce Harper. you could say, hey, Adley Rushman's really freaking good. Maybe sure. one day, but it's so much to play out. But still. Bryce there Harper are, looks like he's got a really good so shot. So Bryce Harper's one to um, me. That's playing now. Currently playing. I think that this Number guy, if this guy's not a Hall of Famer when his career is over, I'd be really shocked. AL or NL? Uh, currently in the AL. Was drafted by um, a National League team. Okay. How about he's actively playing? Hmm. Currently in the AL. I don't know. We got Julio Rodriguez wasn't a. He, he was, was an not international signing, or I don't know where he was from. He wasn't. The, he wasn't the number one overall pick. I don't and know. And he wasn't drafted by an NFL Garrett team. Cole. Garrett Cole's the other one. Oh right, Garrett Cole. Back yes. to back years too. 2010, 2011. Yeah. For so Harper Bryce and, and Garrett, I would say are. That's two locks. And pretty, of, course, of course, Mickey Moniak. And who? And Mickey Moniak, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> He's coming around any day. Lock. Now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but those two guys. <laughs> I mean, you're you're probably going to jump from three number one overall picks to five in the Hall of Fame within. A two to four year window. I mean, Bryce, like Harper, when those two guys retire, Bryce will be, he'll be in that 96% range. Like he's a first ballot type of guy. 
Uh, he's going to have multiple MVPs. Hopefully he gets a ring um, that really puts him over the top. Uh, before we get to Kylie Sullenberger, I just wanted to read these two Jason Stark uh, nuggets that kind of put into perspective how much Gary Sheffield and Billy Wagner got screwed. Now, Gary Sheffield did admit to taking the Balco cream. Him and Barry Bonds were friends, so he admitted to it. His story never changed. He was upfront about it um, in an era where, you know, a good majority of the league cheated. Gary Sheffield, you know, was upfront about it, and I think that's what's costing him. But his numbers, 509 home runs, t- almost 2,700 hits, a slash line of 292, 393, 514, 907. Here's everybody in history that's had that career so far. Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, Jimmy Fox, Mel Ott, and Barry Bonds. That's mm-hmm. it. Gary Sheffield got screwed. When it comes to Billy Wagner, these numbers are, are eye-popping. Opponent's batting average, Billy Wagner, had the lowest since 1900 for a career. Opponents batted 187 against Billy Wagner. His whip for his career was the best by any left-handed pitcher in the live ball era at a sub-1 whip at .998. That's wild. His ERA, 2.31. Again, best by a left-handed pitcher in the live ball era. And the one that just absolutely ices his case as a Hall of Famer. His Ks per nine innings pitched... 11.92, the best Mm. in history. Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. This process is stupid. Uh, Now, Gary Sheffield, it was his 10th time on the ballot, so he is done. There's a really good chance the Veterans Committee could elect him in the coming years because he was only, what did you say, five votes short? Yeah, well, Billy Wagner, so you need 289 votes, and Billy was five votes short with 284 gary had 246 yeah so So gary's close enough 43 votes billy will get in because he still has more chances gary is done with those chances now he depends on the veterans committee right but because he was so close theoretically he's got a pretty good shot of getting in and then next on the list when you have to do that andrew jones and carlos beltran Beltran at 237 220 and then a rod at 134 and manny ramirez at 125 chase at 111 so it's a it is a drop off from billy gary andrew and even carlos to then that next tier from alex rodriguez down the list yeah a rod should be in the hall of fame just put him in the minute made juicers wing um (laughs) and you know we already determined that yesterday you can make some money off of it get a nice little uh mott's apple juice uh you know endorsement for the for cooperstown up there uh but yeah you know the hall of fame uh discussion is i i find it to be a fun one um i think it's stupid that uh you know a lot of writers have agendas here yeah uh, that do prevent some guys from getting in and the steroid era is is the biggest one uh billy wagner though you can't really explain it well let's see what our guest thinks jamie i know in the chat um there's some questions of who's going to be joining us from carpet is cool from our guest co-host jen uh Let's bring her in. Kylie Sullenberger right here from from Philly uh, does a tremendous job with all the coverage for all the different networks. Fired Up Sports. You're, of course, on Bell Smasher podcast, uh, Philadelphia uh, Sports Network doing all the great work. Podcasting, writing, producing. Kylie, welcome in. We're going in on the Hall of Fame thoughts. A lot has happened in the last few hours uh, or last day, I should say. What are your thoughts on the Hall of Fame final trio, the ones that got in and the ones that did not get in? Uh, the ones uh, that the got ones in that... are deserving, but 
I I'm surprised that Rollins didn't get a higher percent. Um, and it's concerning there. I'm not concerned about uh, Chase Utley. Chase Utley's going to get in. That's a good percent for his first year. Um, it's it's a tough system, but I mean, at this point, it's not going to change. Exactly. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's more than it's just a flat out stupid system um, <laughs> yeah. where, you know, look, look, there's lots of eras of baseball. And this is kind of what took me into Ken Burns baseball last night. You know, there's a the live ball era, the dead ball era, the uh, integration era, you know, cheating scandal era. Steroid era is a part of the game. It's a history of the game. So some of these guys getting prevented out of the hall because the league Look, the league was in trouble in the mid-90s. People were, were going to the NFL and NBA at higher rates. You know, Michael Jordan was in uh, his prime run, and baseball was just, like, losing popularity. And one of the things that saved it was Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire's home run chase. And baseball knowingly turned uh, a blind eye to the steroid era. And um, I, think it's, I think it's just hyper hypocritical of baseball to turn their back on these steroid users. That's a fair point because it, it wasn't a problem back then, like with because everybody was pretty much doing it. Um, 50% it probably, the, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's crazy is the fact that some people still didn't do too well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kylie, the, the big story of the day is Reese Hoskins signs with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, you know, one of the most beloved Phillies on the roster. He'll be coming back to Citizens Bank Park in the Milwaukee uniform the first week of June. Uh, what was your personal favorite Reese Hoskins memory during his six years here? Oh, man, there's so many. Um, I It has to be the bat spike. I know that's a popular one and that's the typical one, but I was there for that game. It was the first home playoff game in Philadelphia for over a decade, and he was coming off a game where that error in game two was really costly. So, and he dropped a ball in the inning before, inning or two before. So for him to just smack that home run to pretty <laughs> almost Ashburn Alley was, I mean, yeah, incredible. It has to be that one. That was that was my favorite one for sure. And I agree because it's not just about the bat spike. It's also about the moments that led up to it. Um, now, also, Kylie, as we all know, the Phillies have been quieter this offseason ever since the Aaron Nola signing. We haven't heard much until yesterday. Uh, we finally got some sort of a move as the Phillies signed Colby Allard. Uh, now, that was announced that the left-hander will be um, joining with a one-year deal. Um, I, I believe it's a $1 million with 250000 in incentives. And Allard, at 26 years old, is going to add to the rotation debt. Are you excited by this move? Does this? Do you feel like this is? I mean, he's had an injury-prone stretch in his career. We've seen some good numbers from him at times, but not one that jumps off the page at you. What were your thoughts with the Colby Allard news breaking yesterday? Uh, originally, I was like, "Wow, the Phillies actually did something," and then it was uh, more of a who. So. Looking more into it, it, it's just a depth piece at this point. Hopefully it turns into something more, but I just see it as a, a deep depth piece. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kylie, the uh, single game tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Phillies fans. Is there any games you're circling on the calendar that you really want to get to? Um, because 10 a.m. tomorrow, people can buy individual games for the mm-hmm. upcoming season. I'm definitely going to opening day. I already have tickets for the Brewers game uh, when Reese comes back. So that's two there. When, when did you get those? Um, you already had them? That was quick. <laughs> no, I got, I got them as soon as the news broke. I was like, I'm, I'm going. As soon as the news broke, I uh, hopped on and found them and got them. That's awesome. I love that. And that's the thing. There's going to be cheap. so many. Yeah, there's going to be so many more people doing the same thing. Just as you. Uh, okay, this is when Reese is coming back. June, I'll be there. Um, and it's, it's going to be a, a weird moment, but it's going to be a lot of emotions, yeah. I feel like. I'm expecting a standing ovation of some sort. Oh, yeah, there has For to sure. be. There has to be. With, he was the bright spot in a very dark period of Philly's history. Like, finally, a prospect was working out. He deserves all the love he's going to get that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a fun moment for sure because it's been uh, one of those things. We've been wondering where Reese is going to be playing next year. Chicago, will it be with the Giants? And now Milwaukee pops up out of nowhere. Um, and so that's going to be interesting in itself. My last question, Kylie, before we let you go is, how are you feeling about the Phillies overall running it back, essentially? Of course, Kobe Allard added into the mix, as, as we talk about and as we all know, just an additional arm. Uh, bullpen piece but how are you feeling with the Phillies as as we are just 20 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting in February how are you feeling about this roster so far just essentially running it back for next year I'm not really opposed to running it back I mean with back-to-back NLCS appearances has to account for something but I was hoping they would do more um maybe in the bullpen or something like that I mean there's still arms they can get. I mean, there's obviously resetting the runs in, which is probably not a favorable option, but it's an option there. And there's they do have options that I hope they try to go after because you're everybody's year older. You're not guaranteed to have the same success. So it's you always got to try to improve. For sure. Well, Kylie, we appreciate you hopping on with us and spending some time with us here on PHLY, uh, the Bell Smashers podcast. We can find you on Twitter uh, and all that good stuff. So uh, keep up the good work, and we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right, see you, Kylie. Kylie. And honestly, I have to say, I love the fact of the Bell Smashers podcast. The name of it is awesome in general, but it's it's all female, which I go girl. Okay. Um, I know Jen in the chat is one of the co-hosts. Uh, Kylie, oh, Jen, hello, Jen. You know, they, they do such a great job. Yes, of I their know coverage. Haley that works over there as mm-hmm. well. So. Exactly. So I love that. And of course, Fired Up Sports, who we've uh, had a couple guests on now from Fired Up Sports, doing a good job. So always great when we, you know, there's so many people out here in the city covering yeah. the, the squad and we actually have things to talk about, like Ken Giles, Jamie. Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> obviously the Colby Allard stuff. Uh, before we get to King Giles, former first round pick, still only 26 years old. The reason they go out and get him, and by the way, he's only guaranteed 375000 mm-hmm. If he's in the majors for long enough, he gets the million, and then there's incentives on top of that. I guess they feel as though it's another reclamation project slash six starter middle relief type of guy. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you throw kind of a wide net on those types of guys. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to cost you financially. You're not tied to anything. And the, the big reason that I think as Matt Gelb pointed out was he still has uh, minor league flexibility. So you can send them down. Mm-hmm. It, it's just one of those types of moves that make sense. Yeah, now, he's this, got some upside, as you mentioned. Yeah, uh, so the, the official details, as Matt Gelb had pointed out, that $1 million rate in the majors with a $125,000 uh, incentives and then as you talked about 375,000 in the minors but to me um yeah I've heard upside upswing positives potential development uh he's had some injuries he's had some there's been some things that have been concerning so hopefully this he is stinks, the time though. I yeah. mean he stinks I mean let's not yeah. sugarcoat it uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he played uh, with the Braves and the Rangers a north of 60 RA like nothing yeah. really to get too excited about but yeah. they have you know turned garbage into gold from other teams with you know, you look at Alvarado, you look at Jeff Hoffman, you look at some of these guys, and and Caleb Cotham is really well respected around baseball. So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to like seasons between the Braves and the Rangers, where yeah. he's tried to take that next step to establish himself as a, as a consistent pitcher in the majors, and maybe Caleb can help him become that man. Who knows? Hopefully, his back injuries are not an issue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a move, guys. It there's a move. Listen, we said you excited yesterday, yet? Are, are you entertained? Yeah, are you not entertained? Uh, we we talked about we would just like to see something, and um, we didn't mean that literally. I guess next time to be a little bit more specific, Jamie. Yeah, we'd like to see something that's a right now plug-in piece that's going to be established already that doesn't need to develop in potential. That's what we'd like to see, guys. That's it. Let's be more specific. This yeah. Time. So this other piece of news I thought was pretty Ooh, interesting yeah. because I missed it last Friday, and John Heyman. Uh, was reporting that last Friday in Phoenix, uh, Ken Giles, we know <laughs> Ken Giles, uh, was traded to Houston here and had a pretty good two or three year run down in Houston. He threw for teams last Friday in Phoenix. Uh, no word on if the Phillies had representation there that I've seen yet. They may have, they may not. Uh, but according to John Heyman and uh, Ken Giles' agent, uh, this is actually from Ken Rosenthal, excuse me, uh, he's thrown just four and a third MLB innings in the last three years and just eight in the last four years. But per Ken Rosenthal, Giles' agent says the 33-year-old is healthy mm. and ready to resume his major league career. Uh, Jamie, now, Jamie, Jamie. Again, I, I don't mind bringing him in as a camp body, but I don't want to bring him in with any expectations <laughs> that he can be somebody to be counted on but if you bring him in your system for a month you see him down in florida if you see enough there and maybe think he can stay healthy i don't know i it's not the worst idea i've ever heard so in 2022 it's not gonna cost you any money in 2022 he pitched four and a third inning in 2020 pitched three and two thirds inning and the last time he actually had significant innings was in 2019 with 53 so as you mentioned, it's been a while. He's yeah. 30. He's also 33 years old. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be a little bit different about this if he was like 27, 28, or just under 30. Um, 33 is not that old. Not that I'm saying it's an old, but age. But for sports specifically, as an athlete, it's old when you talk about the fact we were now mentioning four years where you haven't actively been in the routine of the majors consistently enough. So to just jump back in, it's great to want to play. And I, I, I've, as someone that retired very young and wishes I could play some more, um, I think there's nothing wrong with giving it one last hoorah. And hoorah. why not go out there, go to Phoenix, let some teams see you pitch and see what you can do. 
Um, but his numbers with Seattle and Toronto weren't great on top of no. that. I and mean, so, it's just uh, one of those moves you make that doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Maybe he can be healthy. Chances of him making the 40-man could this probably be? pretty slim to non-existent, but the pedigree's there. You know, I'm going to go, familiar I'm going to take them. a page out of one of your friend's books, Mr. Keanu Reeves and, and the replacements. Is this the baseball version of like... Well, he's not 100 miles Giles <laughs> anymore, you know, like... <laughs> He's probably at is best this 90. Is the baseball version? Yeah, 92, <laughs> 93 mile an hour jobs now. Have the replacements? So, uh, you know, we'll see. Interesting. Uh, I just bring it up because I did think that was interesting. And, I, and I, if I had follow. a hunch, I would think the Phillies would at least look at him yeah. uh, because of their past relationship and him being in the system. Uh, now, we did mention this uh, with Kylie there. The single game tickets going on sale tomorrow Ooh. at 10 a.m., Heads up to anybody that wants to take a shot at opening day tickets or Reese Hoskins tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, our friends over at NBC Sports Philly, Corey Seidman, uh, in his piece, I was reading a lot last night, uh, pointed out some of probably the bigger individual game tickets that people will be circling mm -hmm. for tomorrow at 10 a.m. Some of those include, obviously, uh, the home opener versus the March Atlanta 28th. Brave. Uh, the world champion Texas Rangers are coming to town uh, in late May, uh, the National League Championship Series rematch versus those stinking Diamondbacks mm. uh, will be in late June. Shohei Otani and the Los Angeles Dodgers come into town for a three-game series in mid-July. Mm. Those will undoubtedly yeah, be I, hot tickets. I'm not going to lie. I think... You want to so go see Shohei? For sure. Yeah. Show for show. A, yeah, for, for show. <laughs> Hold I up think that's, sign. The, that's the first series that jumps out of me that's like, I have to be there. Yeah, that's going to be a hot of ticket. Of course, the for opening four. weekend, too. Yeah, so, opening And day we is will awesome. be there. We will be there. But, um, a three game yeah. series, July 29th to July 31st against the Yankees. The Death Star and, and Juan Soto will be coming down to town. Uh, a three game series with the Houston Astros and now Josh Hader uh, from August 26th to the 28th. And a late season four game series with the Braves mm. uh, bringing you into the month of September. So those are some of the highlights of tickets you can get tomorrow. Um, and, and, of course, Reese is going to be here right before the Phillies go to London the first week of June. Uh, so yeah, that'll be a add fun that to one. The list. That's a good one. Yeah, and I, before let me just circle back to Reese one second because Tyler did a little homework assignment and I don't want to waste his work. Uh, and we didn't get to it earlier. I texted Tyler this morning. I said, Hey, Sicko, can you make a projected Milwaukee Brewers lineup now that Reese Hoskins is over there? So this is what Tyler came up with. And again, this is just a projection, um, not obviously their lineup, but Tyler's usually pretty good at this stuff. Um, now, now this, this was outsourced. This was outsourced? Somebody yeah, this, else already has this? Uh, no, well, this was a comp. I mean, this was a compilation of my thoughts plus last year's lineup. Pe well, people who know more than me, like Brewers podcasters okay. and who have already put their like thoughts it. out. So this if, is, if we this were is a in compilation Milwaukee, for me. What would, the, uh, what would the call letters be? M I would it be milk? W K? Mil like M I W K? You have to have a vowel in there, even though there's anti vowels. Yeah, M, M, M W L K? 
And WLK? No, but you can't switch to L and the MLWK. MLWK. Spelling, guys. Welcome into MLWK Brewers. So here's what's potentially your 2024 Brewers lineup. It's Dr. King's initials. Yelich. So Reese, they do think, is going to play first base, huh? And Yelich is the DH? That's the plan. I guess. For now. Have fun with that. Because if you put Reese in the DH spot, then you're having to move... Probably Mitchell out of left, so Yelich can play left, and yeah. like there's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. and it seems more simplistic just to put Hoskins at first. Yeah, so there's there's your look, but Reese Hoskins will be in the middle of that order. Obviously, Jackson Cheerio is one a lot of baseball fans are going to be paying attention to this year. And, and by the way, I don't expect him to start the year in the three hole. That's Probably just, not. No. That, that's more of a projection for a guy that you've, paid, eight, you've paid $80 million to a guy that's not played Major League Baseball yet. He better be hitting in your in the top four of your lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's what a possible Brewers lineup looks like there uh, with Reese in the middle of the order. All right. Let's go down uh, on the farm. Uh, we have a... a, a uh, an interesting prospect today, uh, Amarion Boyd, is uh, roughly all over the Phillies prospect list. He's been as high as 13 on some. I've seen him as low as 22, 23 on some others. He fluctuates anywhere between basically 13 and 23 uh, because he's an interesting prospect and i and i say that because he might be one of the fastest players in all of the minor leagues it's not very often on the scout scale of things that you see a guy with speed of 70 potentially an 80 mm-hmm. um he is a florida high school kid uh he is now 6 foot 1 he's grown 2 or 3 inches since they've drafted him uh slender build at 177 now I think the thought was originally that he was going to be a center fielder, and this is where he becomes a little bit of an issue. Center field, his glove is good. Mm-hmm. His route running to fly balls is not good, uh, according to all the scouts. So do you put him in a corner outfield? Well, he doesn't really have the, the, the pop or the power or the contact you need from a corner outfield. So he's in a tough spot between corner outfield and center field. I think his best route to the majors would be to make it work in center field. Um, But he's 20 years old still, so still a lot of time to develop in the system. Uh, Played low A last year, 91 games, a 262 uh, batting average, an impressive 366 on base percentage. Uh, Only had that one home run, 36 RBIs. He's a 70 run tool player, which is almost never seen. Uh, He did have 56 stolen bases last year, got caught stealing 18 times. So like it's, it's, they're trying to harness his speed into Mm -hmm. the bet to become a better baseball player. It seems like he's just one of these freakish athletes that they're trying to make become a, a baseball player. He's obviously a baseball player, but like if you're taking bad routes and you're getting stolen with that speed at that high of percentage, like you got to work on some stuff. Uh, so he's an interesting prospect, athletic as hell, uh, pretty good numbers with terms of on base, although some scouts have pointed out he did get hit by, I think, 18 or 19 pitches last year, which mm-hmm. kind of inflates that a little bit, but he does have a good eye in the strike zone. He's not a hacker. I think he swings at like 46% of pitches. Uh, so he's, he's, he appears to have a decent eye. 
Yeah, for Boyd as a fast-based runner, he was ranked coming out of high school 66 overall, 15 for outfielders, and coming out of Kenzie's, Bo- or excuse me, Batesville, Miss- Kenzie's is his middle name, actually. Um, coming out of Batesville, Mississippi, he was number one overall for both. So has had a lot of youth success, I should say. But I think a big part of that is because he's been a freakish athlete. And I've said this before about prospects. The important thing to keep in mind for these these guys coming out of high school, even out of college, is a lot of them have been able to rely on their natural talent of their speed or their hitting skills and haven't had coaches that have refined that. And I get that vibe for him. I actually think I'm kind of in between. I know you guys are talking with Vince about this. And you guys were kind of ex- opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm somewhere in the middle because I think it's always great when you can get some talent that's a little bit more raw around around the edges, but has the skill set to be able to make strides. So he needs to add power to his game. His defense and base running definitely adds value, though. He, he's already bulked up a little bit. They've talked about him putting on a little bit more weight since he's a little bit slender. His grading for his um, different categories as a 50 for hits, 40 for power, run at a 70, arm 45, field 55, and overall 45. And not a lot of high drafted uh, or not a lot of high school players coming out of Mississippi have been able to make it to the majors. I mean, there's that whole state has not provided a ton of baseball talent. Austin Riley is one of them that's come out of Mississippi that's that's done really well, but there's been a, a huge gap. So reports have indicated he fits the mold of Billy Hamilton as a speedster with the same questions about offensive impact. He played well enough in the showcase circuit and in his senior year to attract the Phillies' attention, um, which is why they took him 11th in the 2022 draft. So obviously known for his speed. 11th round. I'm sorry. Yes, 11th round. Huge difference. Huge difference. (laughs) 11th round. Just 11 overall, guys. But with baseball, it's like, it doesn't matter. Anybody, a good player can come from anywhere. Right. So... Speed and ability is, is the biggest thing that has been highlighted for him. Short and quick right-handed swing, uh, which does put the ball in play, does rarely strike out. But as you mentioned, there's other reasons why he's not striking out as much, such as getting hit by a lot of pitches. Yeah, Mickey Durkin um, says what I said to Tyler. understanding in some areas of his game. Before the show, <laughs> he sounds like a healthy Roman Quinn. <laughs> um, uh, one of the, uh, one of the, the, the comps that Fangraphs used was – Niger Morgan and if he becomes Niger Morgan and he's a utilizable bench piece that's fantastic mm-hmm. but the thing with Niger Morgan is in he played almost a decade and was like a 270ish maybe even 280 I'll go double check his numbers he was a yeah. career a career 282 hitter now I, obviously his sample sizes were sometimes not large but that guy was a 282 hitter I'm not sure Boyd ever becomes a 282 hitter so to comp him to a guy like Morgan, yeah, it's pretty good in today's I, baseball. I, I think that that's. I don't know if I don't know if Boyd's able to achieve what Niger Morgan did Not over a seven-year to career. Mention we've heard this song and dance before, guys. That he's a great, speedy center fielder, has long-term future in center field because of that. Has improved his instincts in tracking fly balls, but his ceiling is that of a speedy table setter if he can translate the strength gains to impact at. The plate well, sound familiar. Here's, here's We've the heard concern. This before he had the second lowest exit velocity of all minor league players last year. He does not hit the ball hard. He has a sixty percent the- ground ball rate, which can be fine if you're Ichiro. But when you're connecting on, uh, you know, that few of pitches that uh, weekly or meekly, yeah. I guess I should say, uh, it's reason for big concern. 
And I think he only had 14 extra base hits uh, all of last year. So, yeah, speed's great, but, like, you need something else to go with it. Yep. You know, his fielding does sound like it can be good. But, again, you're not going to have the bat to play corner outfield. You're kind of pigeonholing yourself into center field play. Uh, and to be an everyday center fielder, one, he'll have to probably eclipse Johan Rojas, mm. uh, but you're going to have to improve that bat. And look, he's he's exciting. He's intriguing. He's athletic. You obviously take shots on kids like this, but I'm not going to mm. go um, after reading all the scouting reports and, and reading up more on him. Definitely a kid I'd like to go to the, you know, they project he could make the Jersey Shore team this year after Clearwater last yeah. year. So he's a kid I'd love to go get some eyes on this year, and maybe we'll do a road trip up to Reading and Jersey. Uh, to look at him, exciting again. One of these kids you kind of circle, but uh, I'm not gonna go put all my eggs in Amari. <laughs> I know Spiral out saying sounds like a track star. Uh, yeah, I mean the Phillies. A lot of what the reports have said between all of what we shared and what um, has been read is the fact that they are encouraged by his speed, but they know that they need to work on his at bats and getting him to drive the ball more, getting him stronger, getting him to bulk up. So a lot of potential. A lot of a lot of potential, it seems like. Um, but some main areas, major areas that need work of, as we talk about with his hits. Um, welcome in Funk Fit, nice to ha or Plunk Fit. I'm sorry, that's an L. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> funk <laughs> nice fit. to have you here. But Funk Fit sounds cool too. Our other studio actually does have desks, so when you watch our show more, make sure you hit that thumbs up button right here. We're happy to have you here. We do have different looks, so well, this setup. Ty Tyler told us yesterday the thumbs down counts too. Or you can so thumbs you down it if you don't us, like. Sure. I, I had to. I have to tweak that. The thumbs oh. down doesn't count, but oh, the thumbs down doesn't that, hurt. Okay. So okay. I think, Valid. I think YouTube had a. It, it, at one point, it did hurt, oh, and okay. I think okay they were like. We need to fix that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. Okay, all right, well, well, welcome we appreciate in nonetheless because we do have multiple setups, multiple studios. This is our more casual, laid back set uh and the other one's a desk setup so i love the comment love the the insight we're there all right so Let's daily positivity falls on me today uh this is number 17 on our 24 days oh, of positivity wow. so we're getting near the end here people it's getting tough uh but i said it yesterday in kind of passing and i jotted it down right away smart mm -hmm. smart because you already had mm -hmm. yours you did your homework early over i did I think the defensive improvements via subtractions between Reese and Kyle Schwarber are going to possibly contribute to an extra win or two this year. Like, I really think... Wait, can you repeat that? I think the defensive subtractions uh, of Reese and Schwarber are going to contribute to an extra there win or go. two. There you go. There it was. There it was. What? You tweaked it and you didn't even realize. You did a whole lot of possibles and possibly contribute and possible and yeah, it's possibly i mean i but can't like, we're, guarantee we're you no we are we okay. are we're right, it's gonna contribute bingo to an there extra is, win maybe even two this year oh. uh but those are two you know important <laughs> defensive positions first base and left field and we stunk at those positions yeah so i think the team's going to improve defensively Overall, I, like I know they're going to improve defensively overall, uh, which will help them become a better team. And therefore, you know, I, I think those two positions could be the difference between two extra wins or not. So Ooh, I, I, I really yeah. think improving at first and left field is a major upgrade for this team and, and a reason they'll be better this year. Yeah. As Neil is saying in the chat, addition by subtraction. Yeah. And we're I like it, man. 
Say it with some. Say it with your chest. <laughs> it's gonna happen, guys. It is it's gonna happen. It's so just gonna be better. Attraction. That's a good positive thought. I like that. Yeah, I mean, look, we've watched some really bad defensive teams lately, so mm -hmm. uh, I do think that's gonna be better this year. And, and, and I think Trey Turner will also be better at shortstop than he was this year. Ooh, so you could make the case that three of your most important defensive positions are, you know, gonna have major upticks this year. Yeah, and with the with those improvements. The Phillies just need minor improvements all around. There's nothing that needs to be a major overhaul. So you have minor tweaks. Bohm's improving. Base, Stott is third awesome. Base, you know, outfield. Castellanos didn't make an error stop. last year. Cassie's not making the only errors. right fielder in baseball. Minor, right? Continue, continue that, please, Nick. And your boy, Yoro. I mean, he if said he said it, you he, even said him, called him Yoro. <laughs> so if, if he wins the job from day one. I mean, he's going to break defensive metrics in, in Major League Baseball. So. I do wonder what it's going to be like having him, if he gets the job from day one, a full season of or a longer term of Yoro at center field. I mean, field. shit. All these defensive improvements. Maybe the, maybe it's worth like three to five wins. This yeah, is gonna up be, that number, not just yeah, one or two. Like, you forgot some. I mean, we're literally talking a, first a really base, good defensive team. third base. We've already talked about Bryson's not also proving that he's a gold glove caliber second baseman. So we're talking all the infield. Most of the we just mentioned basically the entire outfield, yeah. except because Nick just needs to maintain what he did last year. Yeah, Nick. I mean, Nick's fine. Yeah, fine, keep 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 the know, same level. Whatever. Yeah, basically all the around defense, fielding the is going to improve. The defense is going to be a lot much better. Defense. Lot better. I like it. Doctor Nighthawk, what should you get for I lunch? Don't know, I'm hungry. I would say a burrito or a burrito bowl. Today doesn't feel like a burrito day though. Uh, I'm feeling. I feel Chipotle like every day. <laughs> You're a Chipotle. You are such an old person. What's wrong with Chipotle? Delicious. Right. No, that's how I say it. it's Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. I should have known you're a Chipotle yeah, person. Chipotle. I should have known. Chipotle. What the heck you're is Chipotle? Such an Chipotle. Old it's person. Not Chipotle. All right, you two say it. Chipotle. Chipotle. Nerds. <laughs> Chipotle. Are we the nerds? Yes, you are. are. You? Guys, is it Chipotle or Chipotle? Hey, and Will, you did not miss guess that swing. We're just as per usual going it. over an hour. I'm just trying to help Dr. Nighthawk with her I lunch order. Go with, you know, I feel like today, I don't know what the weather's like where Dr. Nighthawk lives because you're, I know you're not in She's Philly. In you're in, yes. I don't I know believe. what it's like there. Um, probably cold. Probably. Um, I know it's kind of cloudy and gloomy you here. Soup? I do feel like it's a, you want something warm, something that's going to get the belly, you know, like a chili, mm -hmm. not a burrito from Chipotle. Chipotle. Oh, uh, a, a nice. Chili, soup, maybe a soup sandwich combo. I was at Panera Bread recently, so I think maybe I'm thinking you the pick two. soup sandwich combo? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you say sandwich? Sandwich. Sandwich? <laughs> I thought you said sandwich. I was going to say something about sandwich. Panera, but I'll, I'll, you know, if they want to advertise, I don't want to burn like, any bridges um, there. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. Cadoba. Oh. Cadoba's good. Yeah. I am a Chipotle. Oh, oh. <laughs> she said she's going to get Cadoba because you said Chipotle wrong. <laughs> it is late. Thank is you, good. everybody. Finally, everybody agrees with me on something, and it's against Jamie. Chipotle. Y'all are always there. Team you go. Jamie. You just did it. Chipotle. No, now <laughs> you did it wrong. No, it felt weird when I said it the other way. Chipotle. Have you just always called it that? Yes. Why? Why? Why do you? Just I was. I was like OG Chipotle because they opened the first one. Like <laughs> one of the first ones on the East Coast was College Park, Maryland. Uh, back in... You can't dub yourself the OG Chipotle. I'm person. one of them on the East Coast. How do you know this? Because they opened one of their first franchises on the East Coast in College Park. I was like a couple miles down the road in D.C. And me and my friends used to go 
and like the line would be out the door. Like East Coast Chipotle opening, I was oh, one of the originals. So we used to crush the line it. was out the door, meaning there were other people that had already caught on. I was, I'm Chipotle. not saying on the first, but like <laughs> I have longer ties to Chipotle than either of you two. How do you know how how it's far like back all the time? Ha- because I go back to 2003 with it. How do you know we weren't down there in 2003? You weren't. How do you know? Because it didn't come up to this area until I much know, later. I was down in Maryland at uh-huh. Chipotle. Yeah, and they had a Wawa next to the Chipotle in Ooh. the same shopping center. So it was like, it was a home run uh, college park, a little strip mall there. Like you said, this is how you guys talk from Bucks County. <laughs> it's just, I just, y'all just do whatever you want to do, apparently. Can, can definitively say names, no. Change people's names, change businesses' names. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, with that, uh, I feel like, Jamie, let's let's finally get to guess that stand. It's been trickier as of late. Yesterday was hard. And by the way, it was John <sighs> Mayberry Jr., uh, if you missed yesterday's, I have to tweet that out because I forgot the answer. A lot of pe- a couple people online I got did it. See some, but there a lot of like, people were wrong. There was like two people that got it. Uh, everybody else was Is way it wrong. Bad guys, it was, I was a hard happy one. that other people that so many people got it wrong. Yeah, and I was the, like, that I was like laughing good. at the fact that it wasn't just us that yeah, was stumped by it. Was it. A hard I was like, one. ha ha ha, everybody. So I who who knows the score anymore? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, we're losing. just having fun with it, but we all know who's gonna win. All right, let's get to today's guess that stance slash oh, swing slash whatever you want to call Can't it. Spell Jamie Edward Lynch without an L. Oh, <laughs> ooh, was that good? Thanks. Appreciate it. Give myself a pat on the back. Real. I ba- see some distinct fi- um, th- features here. Thick thigh. I'm not. I'm not saying them out loud. This is not a collaborative. Upper effort. body's really back in the uh, back in their stance. Uh, Clearly a right-handed hitter. Cannot wait for the portion of this game where you talk yourself into it being a lefty. <laughs> no, wait. this one's pretty clear. I don't me. know though, Jamie. The left foot's in the front. You you do what but, you want there with left-handed. I'm going to text you mine, the, Tyler. The left, what? You the got left it foot, already? The left foot is definitively in the front. I will tell you that. Okay, wait. I see some things that have me a little bit interested. I'm just going to go with my gut. I just feel I'm like, not I torture feel like myself. you should be able to ask, I mean, answer the question of, is this a current or a former? No. I'm not. I just feel like I no, think, I think there that, should be a level of basic questioning that we're allowed to ask. Uh, I disagree. Like, can uh, you confirm will, it's a Will John writing? Foley will be joining us on Friday. But please check out his piece on allphly.com. Uh, great piece on Reese Hoskins up uh, in great John fashion. Um, uh, maybe I should just Do you think again. Chris would go? He wouldn't go Reese on us because that's too surface level. I'm also genuinely curious looking at this silhouette. Is that, no. bad, is that bad about to break? It does kind of look sure like it looks like he's yeah, about to break or his it's back. At, at point of contact there. Wait. I texted you mine, Tyler. Oh, my God. What? It's not Dickie Thon, but Dickie Thon did go to Milwaukee after his Phillies career. All right. Jamie's answer is oh locked God. in. I don't love it, my answer. I'll be honest. I don't even know who to say. But was... Ooh, I'm going to no, text wait. you. I'm going to text you. Wait, I'm going to... I'm going to text you. <laughs> I'm going to withdraw my answer, actually. <laughs> because I don't think he was here in... Two th- was he in here in 2006? I have to look that up. I, actually, I don't know. I want to say maybe not. If he was, it was his last year. Yeah. So I have to withdraw my answer. I'm going uh, to go back. No, he was here in 2006. Oh, damn. Only had 230 plate appearances in 2006. All right. Renee's answer is locked in. And correct. I'm feeling pretty confident on this one. Oh, are you? I am. I am. Wait. 
I am. <laughs> oh god. I don't like my answer. I, I know it's wrong. Are you but sticking with I'm it? Not, I'm I'm not, everybody in the chat is saying so many different names, and I'm not changing my Is it a catcher? No, it's not a catcher. Then I'm wrong. Oh no, my you, you both oh, guessed yes. former. Wait, you, do we have the same answer? No, you don't. You both guessed former players. <sighs> I uh, have you Jamie, heard a correct answer? No. Oh crap! Not a single person got this right today. Wait, what? Not, not a even a single person got this right okay, today. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. No, hold you don't on. get a second guess. I feel like we collectively as a group should get a second guess. Not a single person got I, this right today. I guess wait, Mike what? Lieberthal for the record. Bad job. I by guess me. Reese because actually I've I've seen I don't Reese think he's look tall like enough that. For Reese. He's not stocky enough or or the the. Uh, I, here's here's what I'll say. I will let you two come Dang to it. a team third answer. Ugh. It's a collective third answer since everyone has gotten this wrong today. What? I will allow you two to come up with one additional answer. Okay, wait, Jamie. What are we thinking here? Well, this isn't this is not a current. It's not player. a pitcher, is it? It's not a pitcher. It's no. not a current player. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I think um, it's an old head. Can we get infield or outfield out of you? Mm. Yeah, do I need some hints? No. we've already lost. I mean, a name bank. It's not Burl. It's not tall enough. No, it's not Freddie Garcia spiral out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Greg Dobbs. What? Mm. Sal Fasano. No, Will. It's not him. It's, I don't think it's Chris Coast either. Chris Coast was tall. and It's not it's a, a lot of Chris Coast answers in, this, in the chat do? today. It's not Chris Coast. Oh no, he's lefty. It's a big left eye. I know. That's what I keep the looking big, at. Yeah, that's and it's big, not Gene Segura. Wait, is, he, is that something in his back right pocket? Could yeah. be. Batting like, glove. Who would have a right? Who would have a glove? And he kind of looks like he's got. Could be a glove. Glove. Short legs. It could also short, be stumpyish legs. Guys, it could also be a sliding glove. Okay. Could be. And then is he's not that? He doesn't seem that tall though. No. But I can't. I feel like there's hair there. I don't know. Wait, is it a current player? <laughs> I'm, I'm not answering these questions anymore. Oh my gosh, it's not. It's not Brandon. No. Because he's 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 way he's skinnier and lankier, and he's a lefty. Who's a who's a righty that had some hair? Come on, chat, help us out Dang here. It. We're dying on the vine. You still have it. Yeah, the waist, but he's like stockyish legs, but his upper, his neck's kind of. It's not Pedro Feliz, is it? No. He's not that lanky. Abraham Nunez? Also, no. <laughs> Wait, okay. Have you heard a correct answer now? Still haven't heard the correct what? answer. Nope. I'm just going to read off every former Phillies player. All right. I told you, you guys get one more guess as a team. All right, we're done. And that's it. Uh, I don't even, it doesn't matter. You didn't hear a correct answer. It's not like something stupid like Colby Clemens or something. No. Is it? Um, I don't have an outfielder? answer. Outfielder? I'm not giving you these oh answers. Oh my god, you're, you're terrible. You've been awful game show host. Aaron Rowan. <laughs> Fired Tyler as the game All show right, host. Here's your answer. Oh Uncle Larry. Wow, I feel like we were I was just reading something about him recently. Uh, what the heck? Annoying. Annoying. Damn it. This is getting really tricky. Yeah. I would like to um, excuse I, myself from this game for the foreseeable future. I uh, Or be allowed to cheat. Andrew McCutcheon is a not. weird one for me <laughs> because I like forget that it happened, but I really enjoyed his time here. I always forget that he was a Philly, but it was three years and I shouldn't. Y'all are. That was a tough one. Joe Thurston. Jim Thurston. <laughs> Will, you got it. Andrew McCutcheon. Good Woo! job. <laughs> um, some quick things to run through as we're talking about uh, players and not to, to dampen the mood 
But I did want to talk about former Phillies manager and Hall of Famer Ryan Sandberg. As the, he announced earlier this week, he's receiving treatment for prostate cancer. 64 years old, uh, talked a lot about being surrounded by his family, his loving wife, Margaret, uh, the support that's been there, the best medical team, and how he's going to continue to be positive. So send all your positive thoughts to you know, Ryan at this time and his family as uh, he's working through his cancer treatment um, after receiving a diagnosis last month. So not to dampen the, the mood at all, but wanted to make sure to take this time to send our prayers and thoughts to him. And then also on this day in history, we had two former Phillies um, that were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mike Schmidt? No, I already told you Mike Schmidt was... We already did his, like, actual anniversary of it, like, last week. Mm. Run it back again? There are two two Phillies that were elected into the Hall of Fame on this day. Exactly this day. Different years. Jim Bunning. You were right with the first name. Jim Tomey. Jim yeah. Tomey. Yeah, and... and... Scott Rowland? Yeah! We got, okay, Ooh, we got some trivia, right? Yeah, Jim Tomey and Scott Rowland... In 2018 for Jim and 2023 for Scott. Uh, yes, Just to Ryan ago. Sandberg, all the best. Uh, it's one of the few things that this entire country can agree and unite on, and that's fuck cancer. Uh, yeah. So all the best to you, Rhino. Uh, you know, uh, we're pulling for you here in Philadelphia. Uh, for Renee, for Tyler, thank you for joining us. If you haven't hit that like button, make sure you do. Um, check out all the other shows here on the network. There's a lot going on with each team. Uh, 2.30 today, the Eagles have a Sirianni and uh, Howie Roseman press conference. Bo and Zach are going to be reacting to that after the press conference. The Flyers, it looks like the Team Canada case is coming to a head. uh, And we'll find out very soon if Carter Hart will ever put on a Flyers jersey again. Uh, It appears a lot of speculation there. And the Sixers, obviously, there's a trade deadline coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joel Embiid's the best player in the world. So we got a lot of good stuff happening here. It's a great wild time 20 days away from pitchers and catchers in florida uh so for all of us here at the phly philly show thank you for hanging out with us giving us some time and hanging out make sure you're checking out all the other shows at all phly.com including some great new merch uh from the flyers uh and there's gonna be a lot of new merch coming out and don't forget if you're a diehard you get 20 percent off okay Uh, so we will be back tomorrow at noontime uh, right here on the PHLY Phillies podcast. Hi guys. We all silly like the man.